Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETF. So I buy a single stock and you can invest in the entire sector. Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Stocks are a little changed to higher as data ease concerns that consumer health is waning while also adding to the case for higher interest rates. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 up almost a tenth of a percent, up one and a half points to 2065. Dow Jones Industrial Average little changed up two points to 17,722. The Nasdaq's up three tenths percent or 13 points to 47.50. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.73 percent. Yield on the two-year, 0.78%. NYMEX crude oil down nine-tenths percent or 41 cents to 46.29 a barrel. COMEX gold down two-tenths percent or $2.50 to 12.68.70 an ounce. The euro, $1.1307. The yen, 109.25. A report showing April retail sales jumped the most in a year contrasts with disappointing quarterly numbers and outlooks this week for major retailers, including Macy's and Kohl's. Nordstrom is down more than 15% this morning after cutting its annual forecast. And J.C. Penney is down 2.5% as its sales missed analyst estimates. Shake Shack is moving higher, up 6.3%. After posting first quarter profit and sales, that topped analyst estimates helped by new locations and the introduction of a chicken sandwich. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Mosco, thank you very much. Well, it has been uh, an interesting week for all of us, but nowhere has it been more interesting than for uh, the people of Brazil. They lose a president. They gain a temporary president, a new cabinet, including a new finance minister, and maybe some hope. Uh, Gabrielle Santos is a global market strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. She follows everything Brazilian. And, Gabriela, thanks um, for joining us today to, to, to bring us up to date on, on what's going to happen there. And the reason I sort of phrase it that way is everybody's been pointing to the rise in the real and the recent rise in the Bovespa as a sign that things are better. But are they really all that much better? Is it a is it sort of a fool's errand to get along on Brazil right now? Good morning, Mike. Uh, certainly, as you mentioned, it's been a very interesting week in Brazil. Um, I think to your point, the interesting uh, explanation for the rise in the Bovespa, in fixed income even in Brazil and in the currency, is all about really expectations. Uh, the market was pricing in uh, the beginning of the impeachment trial, the beginning of a new uh, uh, economic policy, let's say, with this new president and cabinet in Brazil. So now that part of the expectation uh, is done. And I think now is when really we need to watch the measures that are actually introduced uh, in the economic and fiscal side in order for Brazilian assets to improve. Uh, because really, in terms of growth, nothing has changed. Uh, so really, it's about are we actually going to see uh, uh, the expectations uh, really meet, uh, really being met here in Brazil. Given the political situation, the political corruption situation down there where uh, the president is out now, uh, at least temporarily, but a lot of her judges <laughs> are still under <laughs> investigation. What's the likelihood they take dramatic action to improve things? That's that's such an interesting point uh, because it, it doesn't necessarily spell the end of political paralysis in Brazil. 
that's the hope uh, that this new president, new cabinet, can better cooperate with Congress in order to get measures passed. But I think you're absolutely right that there is still this underlying corruption investigation that can still cause, still has the potential to cause some political turmoil. So the way that we're positioning ourselves in Brazil uh, is, is telling clients that uh, things haven't 100% changed, right? There's reason for optimism, uh, but still reason to be cautious, especially with the outlook for the equity market, I would say, uh, versus the fixed income market. Where is the opportunity in emerging markets right now? So within emerging markets, uh, I would say that uh, we're looking at this uh, recent improvement in performance still a bit cautiously. Uh, We've had such a better few months here for EM. A lot of it, though, has been driven by the external backdrop. So improvement in China, commodities, fall in the dollar. And so far, we actually haven't seen fundamentals really improve. Uh, So the way that we're looking at emerging markets is still cautiously, still looking at names that have had stable growth stories for the past few years. Uh, and, And some of these countries include Korea, for example, Mexico, uh, so we're looking at some of the, the still more cautious, stable growth stories, uh, as well as some markets, actually, that ha- have just become incredibly cheap. And here I would put Russia in that category instead of a, a Brazil, for example. Well, how much does Brazil matter to the world at this point, or is it uh, largely confined to Brazil? It certainly matters for the Latin America region. Uh, it is the biggest uh, economy, the biggest market in Latin America, and you have seen spillover effects from uh, the weakening in in the economy and and policy in Brazil. You've seen that spillover into other economies and markets in the region. So I think it it does have its importance within Latin America and emerging markets, certainly. Uh, And and so it it would be a really great sign to see things Mm -hmm. improve in Brazil like they have in Argentina, right? I think that would be a really important factor for the region and emerging markets. One of our themes this morning, Gabriel, Gabriel Santos with us, folks, with J.P. Morgan. One of our, our themes this morning has been cash flow. Can you adjudge or account cash flow around the world like you can within the United States and, I mean, within the other major economies as well? Can you do free cash flow on Philippine or Korean companies? It's it's certainly a little trickier uh, when you look at uh, whether it's earnings or whether it's cash flow uh, for emerging markets. Um, and, and that's why we tend to prefer, in terms of valuation measures, we tend to prefer something like price to book uh, for emerging markets. Exactly for that reason, it's a little bit more straightforward uh, that way. Uh, so we tend to look at slightly different valuation measures mm-hmm. for that reason. Uh, the Latin American uh, nations have been very differentiated over the last couple of years, um, and then they seem to have converged over the last year. You, you see Mexico, which was making a lot of progress, sort of slip back. Is that all energy-related, or is uh, is there some other factor at work? For Mexico specifically, I would say that there are, there are two components there. There is the energy component, which has a big role to play in the Mexican peso and in general risk perception Mm -hmm. there. Um, But Mexico is also a story about the U.S. 
Uh, it's certainly very, very tied to U.S. manufacturing. Uh, and with the slowdown in U.S. manufacturing last year, a lot of it the effect of the strong dollar, mm-hmm. you see Mexico suffer as a result of that as well. Uh, so two stories there, I would say, for Mexico. For the region as a whole, it does tend to be a commodity story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you do see currencies and, and risk perception generally for the region aligned with commodity prices. Before we let you I would go, say that, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that thought. I, w- I would say that for this year, what's been driving them higher has been that commodity uh, link they have in common, as well as politics uh, and, and anticipation, right? So politics in Argentina and Brazil and Peru, that's been a, a common theme for the region as well. Before we let you go, i got to ask, um, does Venezuela collapse, and is there an investment implication for that? Good question. Good question, yes. Um, Or is it sad? It is a very sad example within our region. Uh, And I I would say investors have been waiting for a while for, for Venezuela to collapse so-called, um, or, or default on its debt. And it, it, so far, they have been able to skirt that, a lot of it through loans from China, actually. Um, and so we're, we're certainly edging closer and closer in Venezuela. Uh, and it would be wonderful to see a, a shift in policy there, uh, keeping pace with what we're seeing in the rest of the region. Mm-hmm. Grim news out of Venezuela in the last couple of days. Gabriel Santos, thank yeah. you uh, so much with J.P. Morgan. Uh, uh, appreciate uh, her attendance. Uh, to, f- to finish up our week, Mike, um, retail sales better than good. I think we're going to get adjustments up in the GDP view. No for question those about tweak. that. Yeah. And we get it the next week on economic data. And it, it's a big, it, it's, it's an interesting, Week coming up. I mean, I guess CPI is a huge deal along with, you know, maybe we get a turnaround in industrial production on the 17th. Well, uh, right now it doesn't seem to be uh, a, a, yeah, a little bit of improvement in industrial production is seen. So, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things where the, the whole thing to me, Mike, has been a lousy first quarter, shift second quarter. It hasn't happened. Yeah. And maybe today was the day it shifted, where, where the optimists get their 2.8 or whatever <laughs> statistic. <laughs> it is so hard to know because of the way we've been yeah. buffeted by all of these uh, one-off news events. We'll see. There it is. Uh, we thank you so much through the week. We need to thank all of our team uh, worldwide for assisting, particularly our team in Brazil, uh, led uh, in London by John Frere. Greatly appreciate the effort, uh, too, in, uh, yesterday uh, on Brazil, uh, the historic moment for that uh, nation. We will be here for you Monday doing all we can in economics, finance, investment, and international uh, relations for you. Don't forget all of our work out. On Twitter, Facebook, social media, iTunes, podcasts. Like Michael Nathanson said, engagement. We're engagement. We're engaging with you, and we thank you for engaging with us. We love the notes. I get the hate notes. Mike gets the love notes. Yeah. That's always the case. But we say, have a great weekend. Mixed screen, NASDAQ 100, green on the screen, Dow negative 28. We are produced by YUN. Ken Fellio, our global technical director.